It's the truth on WTMJ with Dr. Ken Harris. So, you know I'm sensitive. You're sensitive. I'm sensitive too. No, you're not. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's hurtful. And Denise Thomas. And you also got to tell me why I should serve on jury duty. And we'll tell you why you should serve on jury duty. Who knows? <laughs> if, if the alderman gets in trouble, you, you might be able to serve on a federal grand jury. I will um, serve my city. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studio at the Avenue, here's Dr. Ken Harris and Denise Thomas. How am I supposed to talk when I got a... Hey. Don't want to sound full of my supper but you ain't Uh-oh. hitting on the other dudes because you love me. Hey, boy, Pharrell Uh-oh. Williams. Do you know, sidebar real quick, y'all. Sidebar. There was a debate. Like, are we really debating this? They were comparing, like, the rappers in the South, like, um, Trick Daddy, Scarface, <laughs> and comparing them to Jay-Z. And I was like, it's kind of like when people compare... Here's why. You have to actually listen to Jay-Z, and then you get it. You don't have to listen to that. <laughs> so, I, was I don't like, know what. You well, can't there compete. are some great MCs in the South. In the South, South. I agree. But I you said. can't compete where you don't compare. That's not what I said. See how he be trying to put words in my mouth? He did That's it. not what I said. Speaking of putting words. They're like... 200 or 300 on the list. That's all. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. This guy is driving me nuts. All the words that are used. Okay. This is it, y'all. For y'all tuning in. Just read it. Okay. Okay. Denise. Denise. Denise, breathe. I have to preface. (laughs) So, I appreciate the listeners that tune in because I do oftentimes will we'll be out in public and people will walk up to me and say, you know, I'm not black, but I appreciate listening to the truth segment. It's very right. educational. Right. And I'm just there to listen and learn. Right. Let me give this listener who just texts a, a, a lesson because I, I don't know you personally. I don't even know. I don't even know. You could be a cricket, a, a giraffe. I don't know that can type. I don't know. But let me just say this to you for the purpose of you being uh, presenting yourself as someone who has a, a, an opinion or a perspective on the woke culture. If you are a white man, which I'm starting to gather based on your narrative in these text messages that you are, I want to remind you if you have not, well, no, you probably know, you have a privilege just based on the color of your skin. And the texture of your hair, no matter what your social economic background is, no matter where you go, you have a privilege that I will never in life experience. With that being said, I'm not waking up in the morning mad at every white person or mad at every person that is different from me. Yeah, but you're speaking your perspective and you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to agree with me. So this listener, let me just start with (laughs) (laughs) this listener just said after. They responded with a text. It's like a dissertation. I'm not going to read it because it's just too long for this for this show. And then he says, I'm not listening anymore, but have fun with the rest of your program. And it could have been I'm not listening to this show as long as you're on it. Have fun. And I said, best wishes to you. Have a great holiday. And I also said, so when I disagree with you, you say you're going to stop listening again. Those are symptoms of wokeness. Woke culture is where it's either how it's it's either you're on my side or share my same belief 
or you're dumb, you're an idiot, you're stupid. So I said, that's a symptom of wokeness. We can't just share our perspectives. You write a paragraph and then say, I'm not listening. But I get to hide behind being American. And so then I said, I'm still winning because whether you listen to the show or not, DT going to be on the air every weekday morning starting tomorrow. This is the response that I got. Wow. Now, see, this is a trigger word. So for all the people that are not that are listening, that are not black women. Let me not got to educate this listener because I'm Denise. I get to. Let me just let me just educate. You you don't get to slam me. Exactly. I'm smarter than you. Exactly. Like, let me simplify it for you. (laughs) When you use the word Uh. aggressive, you know what you're doing. Right. You know the subconscious intention Mm -hmm. of what you're doing because, you know, going back to your incredible point, Dr. Ken, you know that black women in this country have been portrayed as what? Loud, angry, aggressive. And for you, just because you you made <laughs> such a disrespectful statement, you said, and I'll quote, I'm going to read exactly what you said. Because you basically insinuated that because I'm black, I have no issues with President Biden. You You basically said that. You said that, but... You don't have, and this is, I'm quoting, but you got no problem, Joe Biden, telling you you ain't black. Come on now. When did you ever hear me say that I did not have a problem or whether I had a problem with President Joe Biden? When have you ever heard me say anything negative about President Trump? Never. But what you do, and this is the person that started off being anti-woke, but yet you have demonstrated all the characteristics of being Woke. It's not that you're woke. It's who's woke. And so, exactly. So, and thank you, Dr. Ken, because because of <laughs> See, who I, I am, be woke. I don't get to be woke. <laughs> get so, to be woke. this person yeah, yeah. says, you wow. Have that much power. And this is so, you? y'all, I'm so sorry. I have to say this. And for those that are just listening to learn, it drives black women crazy that as soon as we have an opinion, educated at that, and when you don't have anything else to say, what do you do? Wow, aggressive. <laughs> right. But you know they do that to white women too. I mean, look at Carly Fiorina. They do it to but I'm saying like this guy right here, you started off being anti-woke, but yet all you've done on the old National Bank talking text line is directly represent the components and characteristics of wokeness. I have no problem having a conversation. Matter of fact, I have them all the time, Dr. Ken and Corey. I have no problem having conversations with people who are Anti LGBTQ plus A, just diametrically opposed. Anti, like to, I, to you, right? Yeah. Or just but so you. However, Jesus. you feel about whatever you feel about, that is your right. If I disagree, you can't disagree, <laughs> Mike. And then what but do you, you do? Can't. Well, wow, yeah. aggressive. But you can't disagree. But that's the that's that's the culture now, right? But here's here here's the issue. I guarantee, you, if he knew I was a white man, that would have never been part of this this. Exchange, but but here's the issue: when we think of black people, we think of a collective, of a group. Monolithic. They're all the same. Mo- I was going to say monolithic. They're monolithic. But when we think of white people, it's always individual. Watch this: when a crime is committed in the black community, you hear you should take care of your community, as if it's my job and I have the power to clean up Milwaukee. Well, those black people are doing that. It's their community. It's their culture. Every time a white person does something. 
well, it must be mental health. It's just an individual act. What? We just heard about a, a Nazi. What was the what was the term the they Nazi used? The Nazi march. And, and, and neo, the person neo said Nazi. there was yeah. no unlawful. There was no unlawful. One of the biggest genocides. Just because they went and got a permit. Y'all, I'm not having this conversation in 2024, but I will ask each of you respectively, when you are having a conversation and someone disagrees with you, it's okay. It is okay to disagree. But don't, when I disagree with you, come for me like that because you know that aggressive is a word that is a stereo, a negative stereotype used specifically towards black women. And for that, that was very cowardly. I'm packing up my bag and I'm leaving. I'm scared now. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I'm here with the C-Man, Corey. What's going on? Carhartt Corey. See, now, now I got I like you now. that. It got a nice go. ring to it. Nice ring. It's, it, it, it just amazes me how, how um, black people are never given... Uh, the benefit of the doubt to actually not be what they think we are. That we are not what you see on TV. Correct. And based on thought of, of white people I know that live <clears throat> north of Highway 60, um, they think Milwaukee is like a cesspool and that people are just walking down the street shooting each other and all sorts of things. But my question to the local media is, why do you constantly show the negative things about the black community? And when we call you and ask you to show the positive things, we can't find you. I mean, we know why. <laughs> that we, we can't yeah. get you to come out to show the positive things. HBCU applications are so high and the population of students has become so high that they stopped talking about it. Yeah. Like we, we can't do that because they, there's too many of them going to school. It's too many of them. And, and so we still got caught in that dilemma, right? Oh, just go to school. And then you get a loan and now you're underneath it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we got promised, yeah, we're going to get your loans and we're going to vote for Biden. And then he didn't do it. Which was never going to happen. Which was never going to happen yeah. anyway. And I tried to tell people, mm -hmm. so are you saying we should vote for Trump? I didn't say that. Yeah. But they seem to think that there's this, there's only that dichotomy, one or the other. Yeah, it's 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 black and white. And, right. and not figuratively, but it's just black like, and literally. white. Literally. Every, every, every time. It's, yeah. it's, it's. There are some things that President Trump has done that I agree with. Yeah. And under his administration. Yeah. I no, said it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> On the radio. Yeah. And there's some yeah. things I 100%. agree with with Biden. But, but. When I'm lied to, I may not like everything Trump said, but when Biden lied and then, oh, I'm going to do this, I and then it, he couldn't yeah. do it. I was, I was telling Dr. Dr. Harris during the break, I had made a comment on, on one of my text threads. Uh, Trump don't particularly bother me. Does any president really? Right. But you know, that, Corey, but, a lot but, of black but, people but, say that. I've, I've heard, a, I shouldn't say a lot, but, but I've heard a number of black people say the same thing. Right, but, yeah. but I, I preface this by saying that's not an endorsement. Yes, it is. There you go. I'm just you know we're one monolithic group. Exactly. You, you speak for all black. <laughs> yeah, right, people. Right. You do speak exactly. for all black people. He, he doesn't particularly and, and bother me. By the me. way, he's Carhartt Corey now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's one thing I want to I want to say as well. I don't have a problem. Let me backtrack. <laughs> what I do have a problem with is that in 2023, 
as we are embarking upon the 250th birthday of the United States of America, we still believe that the only demographic that can run this country are old white men. I, I saw a coverage of President Biden in China. And I mean, the, the man can barely, he, need, he visibly needs a cane, but he's not a, from an aesthetic standpoint or optic standpoint. Right. He's not going to carry a cane, but you could tell, I mean, he needs a cane and rightfully so. You're how old? 80? Yeah. I, I That's what I have a problem with. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent. I have a problem with the fact that we as a nation still regard old white men as the only people that can be leaders. Well, but, but you know, well I don't even know. If, you, well, you, you do and know. I don't even know if they regard that. I just think that's what they present in front of us as our no, options. No, they were. No. Trust me, Corey. Like, I, 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 completely disagree they, with, I, I just yeah. completely disagree with you and agree with Denise. Okay. It has gotten to the point where they even choose who's powerful in our community. Fair. Fair. That's fair. So when you have a city like Milwaukee, that's literally 46 percent, not 46 percent minority, but 46 percent black so that the other minorities literally push white people to a significant minority in the city. But yet all of the money is going to downtown. Right. Now they're trying to get rid of 794. Yeah. Yeah to now build in more buildings, more this, and make the price point so high that only certain people can move in. It's crazy. It's, Which, it's by design. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Very fair point. It's, it, it's unfortunate, but we have to wake up and just build our own. The problem is the people that are in power won't let us build our own. Right now, with the city council and the county Board of Supervisors and the mayor and the current executive, anything you want to build, you better build it now. If you want to build a hotel, if you want to build shopping centers, if you want to build up black anything, you'd better do it now. What I always challenge people is what what does it really mean to be woke? I don't know what the heck it means. I mean, but to, I mean, but to be to be to be fully aware of what is going on, how the process works. What does it really mean to be woke? You know what? And does it look I, like? There's no textbook definition. Any, if you were to Google Correct. what is the definition of woke, yep. you'd get all kind of different. So, I, right. you know, for ABC me. ABC News, Fox <laughs> News. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. What I, does it really mean? It's really at this point, it's, it's what does it mean to you, Corey? Right. I believe it means. It's a subjective definition. I believe it means the ability to be understanding and aware of what is happening in society. Correct. That was my understanding when I saw Lawrence Fishburne at the end of the movie School Days. Right. Wake up. Wake up. Yeah. That right. from that point on it was and and for the yeah. record, that movie was not had nothing to do with black and white relations. It had everything to do with skin what they call it uh right. uh skinism for Color. lack of better terms. Colorism. Colorism, Colorism, thank you. Right. Between uh darker complexion black people and lighter complexion black people mm -hmm. had nothing to do with white people so that was the first point where i was introduced to being woke like i subconsciously as right. what they call a light-skinned black girl I, I realized that i had to wake up because i was of close proximity to whiteness and so within that were privileges 
that without I had, a doubt. Yeah, well, for sure. So woke has it, it's not about necessarily always between white people and everybody else. I didn't consider myself quote unquote light skin, and I said it one day in a room full of people, and I've never I've never seen such vitriol. I've never <laughs> seen people turn on me like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, so so let me let me get this right. Because of my skin color, you actually acquiesced all of your power based on an assumption that I was privileged. And you know what they said? Yes. And that's when I went, really? Well, it, am, I, am I smarter than you? Am I? No. Right. It's, 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 especially as African-Americans, it's important to just be aware of yep. everything. Mm-hmm. I even talk about it with, with hip-hop. And the messages, we talked about this before, the messages that get promoted to black men specifically Mm -hmm. and understanding who is behind that. Right. That's woke. Right. Right. You know, you get large companies like Sony. Yeah. Pumping out. Why? Why? When I turn on country radio, I don't hear nothing about guns. I don't hear nothing about drugs, I right? Fell in love with the and, and girl even the commercials night. are different. And some and somebody, you know, somebody mentioned. And I well, drink my Bud Light yeah, tea. Yeah. I mean, it's very peaceful. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but that affects you. You like that? You, you wasn't ready for that. Yeah, See, that was that freestyle like, country. Yeah, but I don't like country. I love. Mm. Yeah, it it it's it's just I, you know. And somebody said to me, "Well, you know, African Americans choose to rap about that stuff." Yeah, but somebody's investing in that, right? Though. And, Somebody is paying we'll them to talk them about to this say, stuff. I mean, it's not by accident when you watch music videos, Cadillac and Cavassier. Correct. We didn't know nothing about what Cavassier, even, we couldn't even pronounce it. Correct. Now it's in everything. Cars are in everything. Hey, what do you want to sell? And you think it's the rapper. Oh, he got one of those. Because he don't even, look he can't all, even drive a car. Look at all the rappers that were political. Yep. And, and compared to this, look at the political rappers like Public Enemy. Oh, my God. And compare their revenue. Yep. To what NWA, yep. Ice Cube, yep. gangster rappers were making. Public Enemy was and then, outstanding. And then look, then no, no, no. then go back and look who owned the distribution labels Correct. of each of those rap artists. Just just go look. Yeah. Best thing that ever happened for them was actually the internet. Choice? No. Well, technically, yeah. Prince started the movement. Prince yeah. was Prince was was revolutionary yeah. for many ways. I was saying, like every yeah. time y'all name an artist, I'm gonna just start singing yeah, it. I, that's what wokeness looks Mama like. like understand. Don't let I give you another. I give you one more example. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Old National Bank talking text line. Bruce from Milwaukee, you're on the great six twenty WTMJ. Doctor Harris, I just caught a little bit of this last exchange, and uh-huh. I think I heard you, and I heard you before speak to 794 downtown investment and how somehow that's got a negative impact or money being spent there versus in other areas of the city. Right. And I have for literally going on decades, where's the accountability for the alders on the North side when it comes to the built commercial environment, Mm -hmm. when it comes to the Lisbon's, it comes to the, uh, you know, uh, Fond du Lac, Capitol, Atkinson, all these streets that have beautiful commercial buildings that, quite frankly, are authentic Mm -hmm. versus shopping centers in the suburbs, which are contrived just by nature because they're copying other things. 
You've got beautiful residential buildings with commercial space on the first floor, residential up top, mm-hmm. which is what every everything try everybody tries to copy that. But we've got buildings that have been sitting literally in dilapidated condition for decades. And I don't have you don't have time, and I don't have time to go through all the alders going back to McGee Jr. Um, when it comes to the north side. And I continue to drive these streets, and I see no pressure put on the property owners. I would lean on these guys to no end. But here's the problem, Bruce. Bruce, but here's the problem. The problem is that many of those owners live in suburbs. Doesn't matter. No, no, no. All the more reason. Oh, it doesn't? Oh, okay. No, all. No, all the more reason, and I don't think that's mm. actually accurate. I don't, well, then, Bruce, the no disrespect, buildings... Bruce, but 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 you don't know what you're talking about. See, as a law enforcement well, officer, that, that... I had to be the person that drove around and when incidents occurred in, in municipal and commercial buildings, and you had to find out who the owners are. Let me give you an example. One day, there was a home that was broken into, and I had to do what's called a canvas to go door to door to see if anybody heard or saw anything. Everybody on the mm-hmm. entire block gave me the same name of the person that owned the house that they rented. That's when it dawned okay. on me, you have literally generations that have gone to college, built homes, buildings, everything in the suburbs because they literally own the city. Corey? Yeah, I think Bruce makes a good point. I grew up on Atkinson, so I'm very familiar with the buildings that he's talking about. Uh, I've been in many of them. You know, have friends that lived in many of them. Um, Those owners have really just engaged in nothing more than a money grab. They're not invested in uplifting that neighborhood. They're in they're invested in uplifting their bank accounts. So when we the, the, the key is to put those properties in the hands of people who do care about. Uh, the constituents and the people that live live in the, in those neighborhoods. That's the key. Um, but as long as people just buy homes in, in, in bad neighborhoods just to increase their uh, real estate portfolio, those neighborhoods are never going to to uplift until, until they become gentrified, of course. <laughs> so, uh, And then when they become gentrified, who's going to live there? We won't be living there. 855, thank, thank you for the call, Bruce. 855-616-1620. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Back to the truth on WTMJ. Just like you. you are listening to the truth segment on 620 WTMJ. Dr. Ken Harris, yours truly, Denise Thomas, the effective communication coach, also known as DT. And we are joined in the studio the Annex Wealth Management Studio by community activist and advocate. What did I say? Activist or advocate? Both. Both? Okay. Corey Smith. The Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. We always appreciate having you here, Corey, sharing your perspectives and being able to disagree or agree without calling people names. Thank you for that. Yeah, Appreciate that. Commonly known as a... Ad hominem attack. Yeah. Yes. Now, as we are wrapping up, I and I know many of you, if if you have not already heard, former first lady mm. Rosalind Carter passed away. Uh, she was 96 years old. 
and was married to President Carter for 77 years. And this actually, when you, you know, like when you go back and you say, who was the president when I was born? Jimmy Carter mm-hmm. was the president when I was born. So I've always had kind of like a, an affinity towards the Carters. When you look at the evolution of the role of the first lady of the United States, Rosalind Carter had a lot to do with the presence of first ladies in the white house. She was the first first lady to have a first lady office in the East wing of the white house. During her two years, first two years of being first lady, she ignited a significant campaign regarding mental health. Uh, People born with special needs or as known back then, handicapped. And she was just an elegant, classy lady. And when you think about Because President Carter was not reelected. He served one term, 1976, 1980, and then President Reagan was elected. Correct. He was part of the Democratic Party. What I find interesting and, and just so intriguing about the Carters is that despite only serving one term, and when I say only, because typically when you run for president, you want the full two, four year terms. And despite not being reelected, from my lens, the Carters did way more outside of the presidency or the White House or the executive office, however you want to classify it, for the entire world as American people. And if you had the honor or distinguished pleasure to meet President Carter and or his beautiful wife, Rosalind Carter... It wasn't anything but but pleasant energy. I've never met the Carters, but I did spend a lot of time in Georgia, and I've never met one person, either that is a Georgia native or anywhere in the world that met the Carters. And again, I'm not talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce. I'm talking about President. (laughs) You know, like the younger generation, the Carters, what happened? I'm talking about President Jimmy Carter. And his wife, Rosalind Carter, who just passed away at the age of 96. And just to have a life, an entire life of service. And to respect her husband and demonstrate elegance, class, intelligence in a way that a first lady should. The uninterrupted commitment. 77 years, the uninterrupted, uninterrupted commitment that First Lady Rosalind Carter demonstrated in her role as not only the First Lady, but just as a humanitarian. I salute you. I wish on behalf of TMJ, peace, condolences. And on behalf of me, I want to say First Lady Rosalind Carter, well done and thank you. This is The Truth on WTMJ. Wow, they made a song about Denise. I love them, love them, baby. Oh, she's singing again. Hey. You're listening to Truth on TMJ. 
Corey Smith, Denise Thomas, I'm Dr. Ken Harris. As we roll to the end of a, I think, a fruitful evening. I would agree. What do you believe 2024 will hold? Who will be in, okay, let's, let's just remove Trump. Who will be the nominee if it's not Trump? Who will be the nominee for the Republican Party in 2024? Because right now, uh, he's, he went up. He's like, what, 50, 52 points ahead? Okay, can I answer that question person? first? Because it's going to be real quick. And I, I'm going to just say it. Who? In 2024, President Donald J. Trump mm-hmm. will be reelected. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's my position. It's hard to argue it. <laughs> like, Ain't nobody arguing. It's it's it's. I I would say there. It is in the ninety fifth percentile. Which is that, why I got to hurry up and get the income tax bracket. <laughs> there. Well, I remember game time. But, it's, <laughs> but it's going down, so you won't be. You won't. You probably not gonna get slammed with taxes when he become president. That's what, I gotta hurry up. Make some uh, make some more money. Let me let me throw a curveball. Shocking, Corey <laughs> curveball. Corey curveball yeah. Carhart. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Triple C. Triple C. I I I tend to believe that, Denise. I, I will preface this well, I'll say this. There is a possibility Trump could be in prison, and there is a possibility that Joe Biden could be out of the race due to health issues. Mm-hmm. When you when you get to be his age, I mean any of us can go down at any given moment, but when you specifically get to be that age, health is is and a visibly concern. need a cane to walk. Now, right. you do understand the case against Trump, the strongest one they have is a civil case. Correct. Um, and that it won't affect him directly. It'll affect his company. Correct. Okay. Correct. But there is a possibility that either one of them could be out of the race. So you could be looking at Kamala Harris versus Nikki Haley. No way. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. There's a, there's a possibility. There is no possibility. Okay, that hold the on. Democratic Party will what's, put what's the possibility? How, what are you basing that on? Uh, Educate me. If Just something happens to Vice President, well, if something happens to Biden, yeah, no. If something happens to Biden between no. now and twenty twenty four, let me in his back and move <laughs> let, his right. Lips. Let me just say this, Corey. <laughs> every day, every day, between the Oval Office and the Situation Room, that is at the focal point. Yep. Of dialogue. I guarantee it. Every day to some degree in the Oval Office and the Situation Room where he meets with his cabinet. Yeah. Like in the in the Oval Office, it's probably uh, the Speaker, yep. the Minority Leader, staff. and the Majority Leader. Right. And they're like, look, this is, this is what it is. But I guarantee you Kamala Harris is not part of that. They certainly don't want her to be. No, I'm she's telling not part you, of it. She's, she's not, not part, part of it. it. I'm telling you. She there is, is no what if. <laughs> she's not part of it. <laughs> Watch this. I didn't see OJ do it. Black people don't want her. White people don't want her. She's done. Yeah, that's true. Did you, did you hear what I said, Corey? I didn't see OJ <laughs> kill anybody, but I'm 99.999% he did it. If you if it does not fit, <laughs> you must acquit. Oh, National I'm Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. 855-616-1620 is the number. Last thoughts, Corey. 
Oh man, great show. Um, and people, when you when you when you have differences of opinions, be mature. Talk it out. What you find out is two things can be true. <laughs> at Oftentimes. the same time, two things can be true. At hey, the same I've been time. told that this person is going to block WTMJ. They're not going to listen to the show anymore. I was like, just because I disagree. Why do you have those people on the radio? This is WTMJ. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that individual is still listening. And I know you listen. <laughs> so. And I love you as a human being. Absolutely, I love you. Absolutely. And I hope one day you and I cross paths. In an amic- I'm going to use the word that's been going throughout this whole Diddy trial, amicable, <laughs> in an wow. amicable way. Because, again, I love talking to people who have strong opinions that are different right. from mine. Right. I learned so much. If I just if I just surrounded myself by people who agreed with me all the time, I promise you I'd be one of the most ignorant people. One of the beautiful things of being human is having your own thoughts. Again, I wish humans can get back to having critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Avoid confirmation bias, avoid groupthink, and analyze and critically think everything in your life, everything you've ever been taught. <laughs> critically think that, and it's okay. And if you arrive at the same conclusion of what you've been taught, then you can sleep good at night. Can I share a quick example? I had a conversation with a friend of mine who happens to be a white man, dear friend of mine. And during the George Floyd murder trial you know the the black lives matter movement it was just it was at the forefront of everything and he he called me one day he said denise he said like i i just don't get it like why why is it black lives matter and he was a big proponent of all lives matter and so you know i gave him my response i said things like you know if if you live in a neighborhood and all the houses are on fire and the fire department just puts out one of those houses all the other houses are going to be like, what? we don't matter. So I use that kind of a, but to get to the, to the gist of this, he said, Denise, it's hard for me as a white guy to accept that because I grew up in West Virginia. My father was a coal miner and I literally wore the same shoes every day. I lived in, I was born into and raised in poverty. And I said, I don't want to discount or disregard your experience because I see how you know, that that would make you mad is, though, to say that only black people can suffer from oppression or poverty. I said, the only thing I want you to understand, though, is that privilege, because he was associating privilege. He said, I'm so sick and tired of people saying that because I'm white, I'm privileged when I grew up poor. And I said, I understand what you're saying and I hear you and I appreciate you calling me. Just know that whether you I like it or not, privilege has nothing to do nothing to do with social economic status. It has everything to do with the color of your skin. You could literally walk out your trailer and go into the four seasons and they would take your order, sit you down just because of what they see. Me might be a different situation. It might be. I haven't had that experience with at the four seasons. Let me be clear. And I, I visit there frequently. So to your point, Corey, The power of that conversation that he and I had was that we both left, number one, still friends. Number two, I heard his perspective and learned, and he heard mine and learned. And then number three, we ended, like, literally, we had, like, drinks the next week and picked up right where we left off. And and, and 
and privilege can morph into many different things. I always think about uh, the fact that I don't have a physical handicap. Right. And That's a privilege. I, and, and then I'm, yeah, and I'm able to walk where others may not be able to do that, or I'm able to Absolutely. hear, able to Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we all have some type of privilege. Uh, women have been mistreated for many years. Men have had privilege, right? And so uh, the privilege morphs up into many different ways. And In I the think context that, yeah. of that conversation, yeah. then we had to talk about that type of privilege. But right. you are absolutely correct. Right. And I completely agree with you. And by the, and so let me just say this, Dr. Ken. Yes. And to everyone listening, Corey Smith is one of the most intellectual, loving, kind human beings that I know. And I'm fortunate to have in my life. He and I fight like cats and dogs all the time. Well, at least and then we'll I'm not get, the only one. <laughs> and literally, like, it, we'll it is like, a privilege to fight know, with Denise. I mean, I'm talking about like if you could hear, like, we go at it. Yeah. An hour or two, a day or two, it may be a week. Hey, sis, what's up? You want to go grab brunch? Yep, sure, let's go. That's what I hope that this world can go to is the fact that get back you to get. It. Thank you. Get back to. Yeah. On the on the old National Bank talking text line, and thank you for this. this is a great way to close out. A listener said, "Hey DT and Ken, Doctor Ken, and the other gentleman Corey, great show, and appreciate you coming on Sunday nights. Beautiful tribute to Mrs. Carter. I'm a white conservative in the burbs. God bless you all. Totally agree. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and God appreciate bless you all. Have a great, great week. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for being here, Corey. There's no calories on Thanksgiving, so go crazy. No such, no thank you for having me." No such thing. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Thank you for listening. Um, appreciate you. Don't work too hard, Evan. And don't eat too much. Eat my portion. God bless. Take care. Good night.